We outmaneuvered two of them, and the third one was going to hit us. Broke lines, we had that life raft tied to the side of the truck. Fellow hit me and knocked me, to, knocked me down. Fell on top of me, and he reported I was blown over the side. I was gone. Well, there's no deaths. Nobody was killed in that torpedo. We had broken bones, broken feet. That come up so damn hard, busy as hell, showing people up and taking care of them. Nothing ever went into my record. And I said, well, Jack, you got yours, didn't you? I says, no. Said, Nobody could believe it. Everybody got hurt, got purple hearts, but me. When they saw me, everybody was surprised as hell because they thought, you were blown over the side. <laughs> I've got all this paperwork to back me up right on a stack of it like that. They sent me a letter back, won't accept any of them because they weren't notarized. I got page after page after page of people getting purple hearts uh, the board never, there's two of them right there, never even injured. Jack will probably get his purple heart pinned on him as he lays in his coffin. We're just all laughing about it. And these are all new people in the office now. They didn't feel as if they should go over anybody's head. I don't know if any of this stuff will ever get back to the banks or, or anything. Did, does that give you time to move the ship off Well, course? we tried to. Uh, they had fire... Three of them, we outmaneuvered two of them, and the third one was what hit us. In the bow. Yeah. And, and then were you guys uh, seaworthy, or did you have oh, to? Well, we, uh, of course, we had water brushed in right away, and uh, the guys in the, uh, I said, I was a ship fitter. Well, we got, well, all throughout the ship, there's a guy just sitting around doing nothing, uh, so to speak. Uh, they call repair parties. And if there's any damage, they're close to it, see. That's all they do is wait for damage. What what battle was this? What island? What uh, ships were with you? Uh, uh, in Kula Gulf. And uh, uh, that was in uh, July 12th, I believe, 1943. And, of course, uh, when that bow got blew off, I just blew the water away from ever. Then the ship hit that ball of wall of wire. It was doing about 30 knots. And boy, that ship hit that wall of water. It just vibrated to beat hell. Then it hit the concrete wall. So the, the torpedo was just the first problem. Uh, well, it blew up. And of course, I blew all that water away from the ship. Then when we hit the wall of water again, wow, that okay. damaged and knocked down some of the partitions in the ship. See, those are the things you don't get watching the the uh, the footage. Yeah, that's I don't think I've seen. I've never heard that. Yeah, wow. But then uh, the crews below them, they got uh, uh, mattresses off the beds around there, and uh, sheets of plywood, and put where that water was cut into two before's against it and everything to hold it back. It was your water just gushing in, but our uh, uh, ship's bilge pumps was handling it real good. But we couldn't go. We slowed down to a stop to to see what we could do. We started forward to get at three knots. And uh, we just turned and left the area. That was the end of the battle. We were so close that I could still see a destroyer from stem to stern. She with 15 six-inch guns hitting her. She just ran up razors right up out of the water, so to speak, you know. Flames from one end to the other, and they're out. That quick, they're out. Yeah, that's not on video. She just dropped down and never stopped. Just a knockout punch. Uh-huh. 
Well, you could have just went down to straight the, down. She started total darkness. See. What was that ship called? It was a Japanese destroyer. Okay, didn't uh, have a name necessarily. And uh, then we, we turned and left at three knots, and as the crews started supporting those bulkheads, so the water would not. We kept picking up speed till we got it to about eleven knots, and we went into um, one of the islands out there, the safe islands. The Navy had a repair ship. Well, a repair ship was just about like a, a Navy yard in miniature. By the time we, as we were tying up that uh, repair ship, there's already bringing oxygen, settling tanks, and welding equipment aboard ship, and uh, they worked on us 24 hours a day, uh, underwater welders, and they cut all the jagged edges off. Wow. Then our, their cranes and our crane, our crane could reach it, uh, lower uh, sheets of steel out underneath the water. They had a way to pull them up into the area and put underwater welders to weld them on. And uh, that was your part of you worked with these guys. Yeah, it was, as a hull engineer. No, well, uh, uh, well, whatever you want to call them, hull, hull. But uh, they were the same thing as I would do aboard ship. But we didn't have the equipment that they had. Mm-hmm. See, we could do small repair work. Underwater welders as well. Yeah. Other welders above the water, and what they couldn't get at, they bulkheaded off and poured full of concrete to stop the water. Okay. Then we left there and came back to the States then. Wow. So there must have been pumps to pump water off deck, right? Oh, or pump uh, water uh, out. Uh, our bilge pumpers had no trouble keeping up with the original damage, but we couldn't go very fast. It was afraid that water uh, destroyed the tubifores and bed mattresses and <laughs> sheets of plywood we had pushed against is leaking all around it, of course. But <clears throat> These are the things you don't see in, in the videos. Yeah. The uh, underwater yeah. uh, welders and the, the hull damage. I, uh, well, after, after the bow was blown off, I and my partner that taking care of uh, powder cases to keep them jamming the turret, he looked around he couldn't find me, and uh, so he, he was hurt a little bit, but not, he looked all over this area, top side, and that's the end of the battle. Then uh, he went over to uh, above, uh, where the stairways, you don't have anything wide open to walk off down there. You had to go through a scut, call a scuttle, like a manhole cover, and there'd be steps below that. You had to lift that lid up and move that back so he could get in there to go down the next deck. Well, he went down the next deck, and he reported I was blown over the side. I was gone. He uh, thought you were done. Yeah. Well, he what happened? You? The around the ship, he got three lifelines. Well, he blew, blew him back against those three in a standing position. And after the slackness coming, going back again, just tossed him right back up on the deck. And uh, uh, he thought that. Uh, I probably hit hit the lifelines, but horizontally and went between them. See mm-hmm. what I mean? There's a there's cable, cable, cable. He hit it standing up, so he, all three of them caught his body and flipped him back into the deck. Oh, and okay. I was this way. He thought, and I went out between between the lines overboard. That's what I told him. I got below deck. He thought you went overboard. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, when he went below decks, he reported the first aid when he that I was blown over the side. Well, pretty soon here I come down the side. But on the sides of the turrets and on the roof of the turret, they had these great big uh, cork life rafts with a, just a netting in the bottom. And the tide on her was real, real light rope. So you can cut them loose real quick if necessary. Well, the concussion of that torpedo shook that bow so bad it broke the lines that had that life raft tied to the side of the turret. The fellow hit me and knocked me, to, knocked me down and fell on top of me. Well, but it's made out of cork. It wasn't like I hit me hit by an automobile. <laughs> but uh, he looked around and couldn't see me while well, I was underneath that damn life raft. And then when I woke up, it knocked me out. I fell on my, uh, later for a while, seeing what, how I felt, you know. And first I had my hand on my leg, I felt my real sticky on my left knee. Ooh. And then I finally got that life raft off of me. Off of me. The motor went down the next deck to the sick bay. And uh, after uh, my turn came, the doctor took care of me. And uh, when they saw me, everybody was surprised as hell because they thought, well, you were blown over the side. <laughs> but uh, I, we had one doctor and a couple of, the Army calls the medics. The Navy don't do that. They call them pharmacist mates. And they had a couple of pharmacist mates that assisted the doctor. Well, uh, he, uh, the doctor, uh, well, there's no deaths. Nobody was killed in that torpedo. We had broken bones, broken feet. Was that come up so damn hard? No know? casualties? No casualties off of the wow. torpedo, and uh, but a lot of injuries, a lot of, and including yours. Yeah. Do you want to take a, a short break and drink your uh, gin? Not really. I'm gonna talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so well, take uh, a sip if you need to. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Then uh, uh, I got down there and I was hurt that bad, but when my tank, they just cut my pants leg off, cleaned up my wound. The doctor sewed my knee up where I was cut open, and he. Uh, he had more to do than paperwork, you know. You can't stop and go to the ship's office and get the guy's medical record out and put in what was done. See? Mm. So he, he, doctor, two pharmacists, made just busy as hell sewing people up and taking care of them. Wow. Nothing ever went into my record. How long were you unconscious? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a couple of minutes laying there. So. I never thought any more about it, but after the doctor was done, then he went to ship's office and put all that stuff in everybody's records if it was hurt, you know. Well, uh, uh, I don't blame the doctor a damn bit, but uh, he had more to do than paperwork. He was taking care of the injured. Yeah, that... Well, never went... More to do than paperwork. Seems like today all that's all they care about is the insurance, the paperwork, the records. So, March or May 18, you turn 102. What do you want for your birthday, Jack? (laughs) Well, uh, the Legion here planted a great big party for my 100th. Uh, I, I never had it. Why? Until the 19th, uh, to, uh, to 101, because with this, this uh, 19 deal coming in and mask and everything, they had a, the Legion was closed. Oh, my. So then what about last year? Then uh, uh, they had one on my, on my 101st birthday. I had my birthday party. But was this place to, packed, I bet? Huh? Was it packed out here? Full house? Oh, yeah. It had, had a lot of people. Uh, 
Well, it was nice. Could I have a few more minutes here? Yeah. Okay. Oh, keep going. It's, uh, we're just... No. Uh, then, uh, like I said, that all went to everybody's record about being injured, you know. So they thought. Well, then after the war, we started having reunions, and everybody told them we were getting the Purple Heart. And I said, well, Jack, you got yours, didn't you? I said, no. And nobody could believe it. Everybody got hurt, got Purple Hearts, but me. And the doctor, the next day, we put all the stuff in our, our records. And he uh, overlooked me. See? Well, which is, I can understand. Uh, what about a scar on your leg? I'm sh- that's not that's good enough for me. <laughs> I believe you. I got an inquisitor to uh, talk to these other people. Didn't get the purple heart. I says no. Uh, so I, this is years and years after the war. I checked around. I found the doctor's name, and he's in South Carolina. I got the and uh, first I called, wrote a letter to the Navy, and they sent me a letter back that I'd have to have. Proof from two people, uh, a letter from two people stating that I was injured. Well, I located the doctor in South Carolina. He's way up in his 90s. Uh, he wrote me a letter, and I couldn't read none of it. I sort of scribbled and all. And, uh, he was had nearly blind. Still, still practicing him. or retired, right? He's huh? re- retired. Right? Oh, yeah, he's way up in his 90s. He was. <laughs> so a couple of days later... He dictated to his wife, and she put on the computer and wow. made me a copy. And it says right on there on his letterhead and everything, uh, Dr. So-and-so, you know. They wanted two. Well, I got that from him, and I run the guy in charge of the repair party I was in. He lived in California, and he's retired Navy. I contacted him. He sent me a letter seeing how surprised he was. And then as I, one of the corpsmen, the, the medics, uh, he lived in Indiana somewhere, I don't remember now. And uh, I wrote uh, wrote him, he sent me a letter. I sent three letters to the Navy. They sent me a letter back, won't accept any of them because they weren't notarized. Wow. So. Uh, well, uh, couldn't you notarize them? It's not too late. They're all dead. I, I couldn't get it. I see. None of them were bored. All like there's only sixteen of us, and I'm the only one of the group that was hurt. I got a hold of a, a lady congressman some years ago. I can't remember her name. She was here when I was commander here. For something going on, I had a big conversation with her, and uh, she wrote letters to the Navy, and got nowhere. Wow. And then uh, this fellow that was re- retired. Uh, He'd be congressman, congressman from this area. It seems they would not be so stringent. But there's nothing to prove. Uh, there's proof that these other guys all got was recognized for Purple Hearts. And Broken then, uh, foot, Purple Heart, busted uh, wrist, Purple Heart. So uh, you went down. How bad was uh, the? In- what happened to your knee? Were you able to walk okay? Was oh it, yeah. Was uh, it all right? Yeah, they put six stitches in my left knee. Okay. But then uh, he released me for duty. Jim Banks, that's our congressman now. Yes. There's a big picture in the paper, uh, LaGrange newspaper, you know where LaGrange is at, uh, showing a picture of him and a, a, a guy who was in the Army uh, getting a Purple Heart 
for an injury he received uh, uh, 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, he got him a Purple Heart. Well, I wrote him a letter right away. And uh, uh, What happened? I got a letter back from him. I had, had to do this and send him a, uh, a release so they could get into my records and all that. And uh, I got a letter back from him uh, stating that uh, he done all he could do. Mm-hmm. Got one from the Navy. They said, uh, uh, you've been turned down once before for the Purple Heart, and we don't feel as if we can go over anybody's head. I, uh, in the American Legion magazine, the VFW magazine, there's always war stories in there and pictures. And uh, I saved every damn one. Of those ter- and I made copies of them and sent it to the Navy and sent uh, Jim Banks, our congressman, one. And uh, uh, one guy got, uh, got the Purple Heart in England. He was a truck driver delivering gasoline to the airport, and he worked a lot of extra hours when he should have been off duty. He still was driving a truck all those hours. And there's a picture of him in the military magazine telling them about it. He got the Purple Heart. What was his injury? He wasn't in it just because he had all those extra hours. That doesn't seem to make sense. No, and, and I've got paperwork all of it at home. Well, there's 50 that, guys right over here that know that know you got the Purple Heart, huh? whether you've been issued formally or not. There's 50 guys over here that know your story. Oh, and uh, then uh, later on, uh, in one of those magazines, there's an army truck driver uh, in Italy. That's when the, the Italian army and the German army was retreating, and he was driving using a convoy, and the Germans blew up the bridge ahead of him, and so they could, well, the, 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 the shallow water, just drive across the water, uh, in, th- across the river. So that's what he did, and he hit something there in the water with his truck, and it jolted him real bad. And he hurt his back on the back of his uh, seat cushion, seat. When he got to his destination, he reported sick bay at night, and uh, uh, so that they, they they just kept him there at the sick bay. He said the next morning. A major come in his room where the hospital or where, where it was at there in Italy and pinned the Purple Heart on him. And I've got all this, i got page after page after page of people getting Purple Hearts that weren't ever, there's two of them right there, never even injured by, by the enemy. Wow. He just hit a rock or he hit a mine? Huh? What, what did his truck hit? The truck it hit something in, in, in the river, just like a rock or something. Yeah, it, it jolted yeah. the truck real bad, okay. and his back hit the. Wow! Of course, those army trucks—they don't—they're not upholstered, you know. They just got all iron in there, and he hurt his back when he hit that whatever in the river. He backed away and drove around it up the bank, got back in his convoy, was there in Italy somewhere, and when he got to his destination, he went uh, uh, to a. First aid, and they put him in bed for overnight because it was out there late. And the next morning, with nothing reason at all, uh, a guy came in and pinned the Purple Heart on him. And I got all, and uh, 
The Navy uh, said this congressman got out, Jim Banks, sent him a letter, and uh, I even, in fact, to prove all this, I was hurt. Uh, in one of our reunions, the division, my division officer was there, hell nice guy. He stayed in the Navy and retired as a Navy captain. Well, Navy captains are way up higher than an Army captain. A Navy captain is one step below an admiral, a Navy captain is. So he retired as a Navy captain. He came to our reunion. And a bunch of us sitting there talking one day at the reunion, and a Navy guy in uniform and another came in carrying a camera and a bunch of stuff, and he told us that... Uh, the Navy sent, sent him there to interview crew members that's going to put out a book about the St. Louis. And uh, so he interviewed her, talked to us. One guy would have, had a camera all the time, taking all pictures. And my ex-captain, ex-officer, sitting beside me. As we were talking, uh, got around the Purple Heart somewhere. Of course, my captain, he knew about my injury. And I pulled my pants leg up and showed my car. And he said, Jack will probably get his purple heart as he's pinning it on his, uh, as he lays in his coffin. Oh, man. And the Navy's taking pictures of this. There's there's pictures of this. And then, then they put it all in the disc, and we all got a disc of it. And it shows me sitting there, uh, uh, my division officer, which is now is a retired Captain, I said, one notch below that. And he's doing the talking and saying, Jack will probably get his purple heart pinned on him as he lays in his coffin. We're all laughing about it. Then the, there's all stuff I, I sent to Banks. One letter from the Navy years ago that uh, I was refused a purple heart earlier, and these are all new people in the office now. They didn't feel as if they should go over anybody's head. That's why I think I... I don't know if any of this stuff will ever get back to uh, banks or, or anything. I'm in touch with uh, Jim Banks' local rep, and I'll reach out to him myself. Uh, I'm not going to give up hope. You have done everything in your power. What, they wanted a notary public? How silly. I've got all this paperwork to back me up right on a stack of it like that. Would that be a, a, birth, would that be a birthday present of birthday presents? <laughs> Well, let's take a short break, and we could keep going. Okay. Take a short break.